Rise up in splendor, your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. We celebrate the solemnity, the great feast of the Epiphany, a word which means the manifestation, the showing forth of the glory of God, the continued revelation as we've been celebrating since Christmas. First the shepherds were received the announcement, and now we have these men from the east coming to adore the newborn king. The gospel this evening gives us lots of details about that encounter, but we don't know very much about the kings, the wise men themselves. History has kind of settled on the fact that there are three of them, and their different ages and their skin tones are different, but we don't really know. The the general consensus is that they came from modern-day Baghdad, Iraq, which would have been the Babylonian Empire, which would have been the place where the Jews, 500 years, 600 years before the birth of Jesus, would have been taken into exile, and the Holy Land destroyed, and the temple brought to ruins. And when that territory was conquered, the Jews were allowed to return back to Jerusalem and they rebuilt the temple, but many of them stayed behind. And so it's thought that those who stayed behind kept that prophecy alive. One of the prophecies that we had in the first reading, uh, the great song of the psalm that we sang that all nations will adore which was earth-shattering message. Because even though that was the initial call to the chosen people, that God had selected them to receive the direct revelation so that they could go out and, by the witness of their lives, reveal to the people the one true God. But they didn't do that. They became very exclusive kind of walled themselves off and lived the life of us versus them. Us, the chosen people, the good guys, and the them, anyone who's not a Jew. Even though the prophets had foretold, even though the psalmists had sung, that all peoples would come, all lands, all nations would come. And this visit of the Magi is the fulfillment of that. What St. Paul said in that second reading to Ephesians, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, co-partners in the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel. He's speaking to a a Gentile Christian community, encouraging them, reminding them that there is no more us and them, but there is one body, and we're all co-heirs, co-partners. And for the majority of us, I would assume, are of Gentile, meaning non-Jewish origin, this is our feast day. 
We are here today because the early church realized their promise was for all people and not just for the select chosen people of the old covenant. And so when we meditate upon this beautiful mystery, this revelation, manifestation of God's presence among us, we see the heart of God the Father on display. As we celebrated and back in March last year, the incarnation when Christ took up flesh in the womb of the, the Blessed Mother, and then a couple of weeks ago we celebrated Christmas when that love became known. And now we continue to celebrate this reality that God wants us to know him. That the God who created you out of nothing, only because he loves you, wants you to know him. But like the Magi, because of past indiscretions and past sins, many of us live outside of the promise. Many of us are left outside, gazing at the stars, hoping for some sign of hope. And so the Magi teach us not to give up hope, to believe that their promise of the fulfillment will come true for each one of you, regardless of where you are in your journey, regardless of whether you realize you're outside or inside, that God wants to make himself manifest. He wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to make sure that you know that you are a co-partner, that you are an heir to the promise of eternal life. And this is what we are celebrating. And so we need to look at the Magi and imitate the Magi and not get locked in the comfort of our own worlds, our own understanding of the way things are. They were able to travel a long distance and they had some pretty elaborate gifts. So we can assume that they were men of some type of means, maybe living a comfortable life back home. Many of us live very comfortable lives. Do we allow the Lord to interrupt our life? Or do we just let him fit where he can in the world that we've already created? Because the Magi went on a journey. Since the Second Vatican Council, the church has really highlighted the fact that we are a pilgrim people a people on a pilgrimage, leaving where we are to go where we're called to be. Do you recognize that? Do you live into that reality that you're being drawn out of your comfort zone into the journey towards heaven? Are you allowing yourself to be drawn to Jesus? The Magi did not know where they were going. Many of us, regardless of our age or the state in life or how many years we've been coming to Mass, are reluctant to make a move unless we're confident that we know what the next step is. The Magi tell us, teach us, that's not necessary. And it's usually not the way God works. He calls us out from the known to the unknown in an act of faith, and the one whose calling is faithful. We hear that so often in the scriptures, 
the one who calls us is faithful, do I trust him enough to simply go? To go to where I do not know where, trusting that he's leading me to himself. And as the Magi teach us, that we will find him usually in an area, in a place, a location that we were not expecting. They were looking for a king, so they went to the king. They went to the palace. But he wasn't there. But when they got the final directions, they went. They went and they found the baby. Maybe still in the manger. Maybe they had moved upstairs to the house. Or maybe they were somewhere else. But it was a poor, humble location for a king. Are you prepared to receive Jesus in a way that you're not expecting? Are you prepared to recognize Jesus and to welcome him into your life, even though he doesn't meet your expectations? That he comes to us as he desires, as he knows is best. Are we prepared to receive him in that way? A lesson we can learn from the Magi. But there's another prominent character in our story today. King Herod, the king of the Jews, although he wasn't a Jew, he didn't even know the Jewish prophecy of the coming Messiah. He had to call his scribes to tell him. He wasn't even willing to go the maybe two miles from his place to the place where the king was supposed to be born. He sent others on his way. He wasn't willing to be inconvenienced to do the hard work to find the truth. And we know he had an evil intention. He was scared of the baby. We know this man, Herod, was a man who was enslaved to his passions. He was a murderous tyrant. The historical references to him do not paint him in any kind of a good picture. He had many of his own family members murdered. They say it was better to be his pig than his son. He saw Jesus as competition. He knew that his life would be upset. That what he was used to living would not be acceptable anymore. So he tried to keep him at a distance and tried to kill him. Have we ever fallen into that trap? Simply maybe just ignoring what the church teaches? Simply ignoring the gospel, the commandments? Letting someone else go and do all the holy stuff because I'm kind of comfortable where I am? Lots of men may send their wives or wives may send their husbands. You take care of that. I'm doing this. Don't we often see Jesus as competition? Lots of lessons for us to be learning through this gospel this evening. And as we bring this Christmas season to a completion, as we enter into ordinary time, where we will be walking with Jesus in his adult public ministry, as he continues to manifest, as he continues to reveal, as he continues to bring us to the epiphany of who he is. And who is he? He's the one who loves you. 
He's the one who is willing to upset your life so that you can go to heaven. Are we willing? Are we willing to step out of the darkness, the comfortable lives that we've created, to walk into the unknown, trusting that the light will bring us to life? Those wise men were guided by a star. And we can look to the red lamp next to the tabernacle as our, maybe our new star, guiding us to the truth. But it's also the church. The church should be the star of our lives, giving our lives direction and meaning and order and purpose. The star, the men were obedient to the star. They followed the star's lead. We should be the same way with Holy Mother Church, obedient and following her lead trusting that she will lead us, even if it's uncomfortable, leading us to heavenly glory. We are a pilgrim people. We're on a journey. And each time we come into Mass, why it's so beautiful that most of us come in the main doors, because this aisle shows us that we're on a journey to heaven. And as we receive Holy Communion, for those of us in this state of grace and who have prepared themselves to receive Jesus, like the Magi, we come forward and many of us fall on our knees like they did. They didn't stand proudly to receive him. They fell on their face in adoration of the one true God. What's the disposition of your heart as you come forward to receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist? Are you willing to be a little uncomfortable in your posture as you receive your king. These kings were. These kings got down on their face in the dirt in adoration and worship of the one true God. And after they encountered him, they went home a different way. Archbishop Fulton Sheen said, no one who encounters God with goodwill can ever leave the same. So if we maybe reflect on our last year, are we different today than the last epiphany? Are we, quote-unquote, holier? Is the light of Christ shining within us brightly? Are we becoming a star to the people around us, drawing people to Christ through the way that we live our life? Or do we go back the same way that we came? The challenge of the gospel presented to us in a very real way this evening. Is this life-changing? Or it can be. We can be like Herod and stay locked up in our comfort zone. Or we can be like the Magi, yearning, desiring, willing to be uncomfortable, willing to take the risk, trusting that the one who's calling is faithful, and he will lead you home.